Welcome to day two of the Bible 365 podcast. My name is Randy Gudo, and I'm so excited that you're here. Before we get into today's scriptures, I wanted to remind you that we have something new. It's the video portion of the devotional. It's available on YouTube, and it's the exact same thing that I share at the end of our scripture readings. So what I do is the same recording that I use for the video is the same recording that you'll hear on this podcast. So if you want to check that out, just look in the show notes and check it out. And let me know what you think. Another thing that I've added on the podcast is if you listen on Spotify, a quick question. If you want to answer that, let me know what you're getting out of the podcast. I'd really appreciate it. If you listen on Apple, make sure you leave us a review. And I've spoke way too much for an intro. Our reading for today is coming from Genesis chapters 3 and 4, Matthew chapter 2, verses 13 through 23, and chapter 3, verses 1 through 6. Psalm chapter 2, and Proverbs chapter 1, verses 7 through 9. The translation I'm using throughout this podcast is the English Standard Version, also known as the ESV, and our format is the one-year Bible. Let's read. Genesis chapter 3. Now the serpent was more crafty than any other beast of the field that the Lord God had made. He said to the woman, Did God actually say, You shall not eat of any tree in the garden? And the woman said to the serpent, We may eat of the fruit of the trees in the garden. But God said, You shall not eat of the fruit of the tree that is in the midst of the garden, neither shall you touch it, lest you die. But the serpent said to the woman, You will not surely die. For God knows that when you eat of it, your eyes will be opened, and you will be like God, knowing good and evil. So when the woman saw that the tree was good for food, and that it was a delight to the eyes, and that the tree was to be desired to make one wise, she took of its fruit and ate, and she also gave some to her husband who was with her, and he ate. Then the eyes of both were opened, and they knew that they were naked, and they sewed fig leaves together and made themselves loincloths. And they heard the sound of the Lord God walking in the garden in the cool of the day. And the man and his wife hid themselves from the presence of the Lord God among the trees of the garden. But the Lord God called to the man and said to him, Where are you? And he said, I heard the sound of you in the garden, and I was afraid, because I was naked, and I hid myself. He said, Who told you that you were naked? Have you eaten of the tree of which I commanded you not to eat? The man said, The woman whom you gave to be with me, she gave me fruit of the tree, and I ate. Then the Lord God said to the woman, What is this that you have done? The woman said, The serpent deceived me, and I ate. The Lord God said to the serpent, Because you have done this, cursed are you above all livestock and above all beasts of the field. On your belly you shall go, and dust you shall eat all the days of your life. I will put enmity between you and the woman, and between your offspring and her offspring. He shall bruise your head, and you shall bruise his heel. To the woman he said, I will surely multiply your pain in childbearing. In pain you shall bring forth children. Your desire shall be contrary to your husband, but he shall rule over you. And to Adam he said, Because you have listened to the voice of your wife, and have eaten of the tree of which I commanded you, you shall not eat of it. Cursed is the ground because of you. In pain you shall eat of it all the days of your life. Thorns and thistles it shall bring forth for you, and you shall eat the plants of the field. By the sweat of your face you shall eat bread, till you return to the ground. For out of it you were taken, for you are dust, and to dust you shall return. The man called his wife's name Eve, because she was the mother of all living. And the Lord God made for Adam and for his wife garments of skins and clothed them. Then the Lord God said, Behold, the man has become like one of us in knowing good and evil. 
Now lest he reach out his hand and take also of the tree of life and eat and live forever. Therefore the Lord God sent him out from the garden of Eden to work the ground from which he was taken. He drove out the man, and at the east of the garden of Eden he placed the cherubim and a flaming sword that turned every way to guard the way to the tree of life. Genesis chapter 4 Now Adam knew Eve his wife, and she conceived and bore Cain, saying, I have gotten a man with the help of the Lord. And again she bore his brother Abel. Now Abel was a keeper of sheep, and Cain a worker of the ground. In the course of time Cain brought to the Lord an offering of the fruit of the ground, and Abel also brought of the firstborn of his flock and of their fat portions. And the Lord had regard for Abel and his offering, but for Cain and his offering he had no regard. So Cain was very angry, and his face fell. The Lord said to Cain, Why are you angry, and why has your face fallen? If you do well, will you not be accepted? And if you do not do well, sin is crouching at the door. Its desire is contrary to you, but you must rule over it. Cain spoke to Abel his brother, and when they were in the field, Cain rose up against his brother Abel and killed him. Then the Lord said to Cain, Where is Abel your brother? He said, I do not know. Am I my brother's keeper? And the Lord said, What have you done? The voice of your brother's blood is crying to me from the ground, and now you are cursed from the ground, which has opened its mouth to receive your brother's blood from your hand. When you work the ground, it shall no longer yield to you its strength. You shall be a fugitive and a wanderer on the earth. Cain said to the Lord, My punishment is greater than I can bear. Behold, you have driven me today away from the ground, and from your face I shall be hidden. I shall be a fugitive and a wanderer on the earth, and whoever finds me will kill me. Then the Lord said to him, Not so. If anyone kills Cain, vengeance shall be taken on him sevenfold. And the Lord put a mark on Cain, lest any who found him should attack him. Then Cain went away from the presence of the Lord and settled in the land of Nod, east of Eden. Cain knew his wife, and she conceived and bore Enoch. When he built a city, he called the name of the city after the name of his son, Enoch. To Enoch was born Irad, and Irad fathered Mahujael, and Mahujael fathered Methushiel, and Methushiel fathered Lamech, and Lamech took two wives. The name of the one was Ada, and the name of the other Zillah. Ada bore Jabal. He was the father of those who dwell in tents and have livestock. His brother's name was Jubal. He was the father of all those who play the lyre and pipe. Zillah also bore Tubalcain. He was the forger of all instruments of bronze and iron. The sister of Tubalcain was Naamah. Lamech said to his wives, Ada and Zillah, hear my voice. You wives of Lamech, listen to what I say. I have killed a man for wounding me, a young man for striking me. If Cain's revenge is sevenfold, then Lamech's is seventy-sevenfold. And Adam knew his wife again, and she bore a son and called his name Seth. For she said, God has appointed for me another offspring instead of Abel, for Cain killed him. To Seth also a son was born, and he called his name Enosh. At that time, people began to call upon the name of the Lord. Matthew chapter 2, verses 13 through 23. Now when they had departed, behold, an angel of the Lord appeared to Joseph in a dream and said, Rise, take the child and his mother and flee to Egypt, and remain there until I tell you, for Herod is about to search for the child to destroy him. And he rose and took the child and his mother by night and departed to Egypt, and remained there until the death of Herod. This was to fulfill what the Lord had spoken by the prophet, 
Out of Egypt I called my son. Then Herod, when he saw that he had been tricked by the wise men, became furious. And he sent and killed all the male children in Bethlehem and in all that region who were two years old or under, according to the time that he had ascertained from the wise men. Then was fulfilled what was spoken by the prophet Jeremiah. A voice was heard in Ramah, weeping and loud lamentation, Rachel weeping for her children. She refused to be comforted because they are no more. But when Herod died, behold, an angel of the Lord appeared in a dream to Joseph in Egypt, saying, Rise, take the child and his mother and go to the land of Israel, for those who sought the child's life are dead. And he rose and took the child and his mother and went to the land of Israel. But when he heard that Archelaus was reigning over Judea in place of his father Herod, he was afraid to go there, and being warned in a dream, he withdrew to the district of Galilee. And he went and lived in a city called Nazareth, so that what was spoken by the prophets might be fulfilled, that he would be called a Nazarene. Matthew chapter 3, verses 1 through 6. In those days, John the Baptist came preaching in the wilderness of Judea, Repent, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. For this is he who was spoken of by the prophet Isaiah when he said, The voice of one crying in the wilderness, Prepare the way of the Lord, make his path straight. Now John wore a garment of camel's hair and a leather belt around his waist, and his food was locust and wild honey. Then Jerusalem and all Judea and all the region about the Jordan were going out to him, and they were baptized by him in the river Jordan, confessing their sins. Psalm chapter 2 Why do the nations rage and the peoples plot in vain? The kings of the earth set themselves, and the rulers take counsel together against the Lord and against his anointed, saying, Let us burst their bonds apart and cast away their cords from us. He who sits in the heavens laughs. The Lord holds them in derision. Then he will speak to them in his wrath and terrify them in his fury, saying, As for me, I have set my king on Zion, my holy hill. I will tell of the decree. The Lord said to me, You are my son. Today I have begotten you. Ask of me, and I will make the nations your heritage, and the ends of the earth your possession. You shall break them with a rod of iron, and dash them in pieces like a potter's vessel. Now therefore, O kings, be wise. Be warned, O rulers of the earth. Serve the Lord with fear, and rejoice with trembling. Kiss the Son, lest He be angry, and you perish in the way. For His wrath is quickly kindled. Blessed are all who take refuge in Him. Proverbs chapter 1, verses 7 through 9. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. Fools despise wisdom and instruction. Hear, my son, your father's instruction, and forsake not your mother's teaching, for they are a graceful garland for your head and pendants for your neck. For today's devotional, I'm calling it Snakes in My Garden. And what do I mean by that? We read today in Genesis chapter 3, here comes this serpent. Now, a lot of people have said a lot of things about this serpent. Is this the devil or was it a snake that was possessed by the devil? Rather than getting into that conjecture and um, incredible conspiracy theories, some are quite fascinating. Let's look at the substance of what happens right here. The Bible says that the serpent was more crafty than any other beast of the field that the Lord God had made. And the serpent says to the woman, did God actually say? So now the serpent is causing this woman to question what God said. Did God actually say? And we see the exact same thing happening right now. It's been happening for thousands of years. There's nothing new under the sun. 
The serpent operates the same way as he always has, wanting to cause us to question what God did indeed actually say. Did God actually say? And then he says this, you shall not eat of any tree in the garden. Well, obviously, that's not what God said at all. So he comes in and he's causing her, wants her to question what God actually said by adding some things in there and mixing it up that you can't eat of any tree in the garden. God said that. Now listen to how the woman answers. We may eat of the fruit of the trees in the garden, but God said, you shall not eat of the fruit of the tree that is in the midst of the garden. Now notice she didn't say exactly what God said. God said in Genesis chapter 2, verse 17, you may surely eat of every tree of the garden, but of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, you shall not eat. From the day that you eat of it, you shall surely die. So she says, we shall not eat of the fruit of the tree that's in the midst of the garden. Neither shall we touch it, lest we die. Well, God didn't say, don't touch it. He said, don't eat of it. So now she's adding some things. Now then, listen next to what the serpent does. The serpent said to the woman, I talk fast, by the way, you will not surely die, or surely you won't die. So now he's taken to another level, just being sneaky, crafty, cunning, for God knows that when you eat of it, your eyes will be opened and you will be like God, knowing good and evil. So when the woman saw that the tree was good for food, so now because of this conversation, she is now beginning to see things other than they are. So she sees something that's off limits. Well, now it's good for food. Now it's becoming a delight to the eyes. And then now the tree is to be desired to make one wise. So she took of its fruit and ate. And she also gave some to her husband who was with her and he ate. And the eyes of both were open and they knew that they were naked and they sewed fig trees together and made themselves loincloths. It's so dangerous when we allow that snake in our garden to come in and to cause us to question what God actually said in his word. Listen, we're gonna be gone one day. If Jesus tarries and this earth lasts for thousands more years, the word of God will continue speaking unchanged just as it has already for thousands upon thousands of years. But when you begin to allow the enemy to come in and cause us to question what God actually said and to change his word, and then we begin to modify it and adapt it and say, well, hey, this word doesn't really mean that. Or maybe now we have revelation. So now after thousands of years and after thousands of years of church history, now this means something different than it did then, then we're in trouble. We're partaken of that tree of the knowledge of good and evil. We got to reject that. Hold fast to the word of God and let's get the snakes out of our garden. Let's pray. Father, I come to you in the name of Jesus and I thank you that you give us your wisdom. Help us to recognize that subtle, crafty, sneaky voice of the enemy so that we can reject it. Help us to hold fast to your word and not entertain those lies. Lord, make us strong so we don't dare to modify or try to adapt your word to fit our choices or what we desire. We desire your truth. So I thank you for working in us right now by your spirit. Draw us close to you and reveal your son to us. We ask all these things in the precious name of your son, Jesus. Amen. Well, I sure hope that you enjoyed today's devotional. If you're getting something out of the Bible 365 podcast, consider sharing it with your family and with your friends. Please continue to pray for me. I'm praying for you. 
Have a great day, everyone. And I'll see you tomorrow with day three.